another production from Solid Gold Podcasts. And a very warm, or well, depending on where you are, obviously, welcome to <laughs> once again another podcast for SAPeople.com. Well, if you're in Johannesburg, it is a little bit frigid, um, unlike uh, <laughs> where Jenny is, where it's nice and warm in the south of France. Jenny Baxter, how are things going with you? Hi, Mel. Um, things are really good here, really warm. We've got a humidity that is insane, worse than Durban. It's like over 90% on many days, so it's crazy. Like your clothes don't get dry, mm -hmm. they just stay wet if you hang them over the grass. But other than that, I'm doing really well. Whereas you're sounding a little under the weather, and I know you're in Gauteng, so what is happening? Oh, well, the COVID has gotten us. Yeah, the whole family is down with it. We tested positive, like so many people I know. This, um, this third wave is definitely tending to be i think a little bit more voracious shall we say in in the fact that it's just blitzing through so many people i mean the amount of people i know who have got the virus Same. thankfully the majority of them are actually not too bad although i do know some people who are in icu and that's where the big problem is is that there are no beds available no ambulances um, a lot of the time as well the state ambulances so if anybody does get sick just stay home Lots of fluids. Get out into the sun and just take your blood oxygen. What is it? A po uh, pulse ox? <laughs> Get one of those machines and just check on your, your oxygen levels in your blood. But apart from that, yeah, no, I mean, the, the girls and I are down, which means that I have to be stuck in my house with them again until the 5th of July. <laughs> It's one of those things. Oh, what fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was reading about it and a lot of people are saying that if you're in Gauteng, just pretend it's level five lockdown. Just yeah. put yourself into into lockdown and stay safe. And, and I see they've brought the army in, at least 60 healthcare workers from the SANDF have come in to relieve, you know, because it's not just bed shortages, mm. it's also staff shortages. But... I mean, the authorities seem to be on it, so... Well, I hope so. Holding thumbs for you guys. <laughs> I'm just, yes. I mean, honestly, at the moment, touch wood, it feels just like a really bad kind of um, dose of sinus with a bit of a cold. And a lot of the people that I know have, are having those symptoms, but let's just hope that it just stays like that and doesn't get any worse. But yes. whoever it is, please take care. Yes. Um, although the, the good news is, of course, is that um, the days are now starting to get longer down here again because it was the winter solstice at 5.23, I believe it was, on Monday morning. I was awake. <laughs> I no. saw that in. Because of but being it, ill. Yeah, because um, you, you don't really sleep that well. Body is a bit sore. But yeah. what was interesting for me about the winter solstice is that the day, the daylight hours on that particular day, it's like close on three and a half hours less in the way of sunlight than on the summer solstice up in, in, in South Africa. How weird is that? It's, it's amazing. And I mean, here in, in France, we obviously really notice it. So we, we've got at least three and a half extra hours. I, I don't know how many hours we have extra. But, you know, I mean, I was out last night at 9 p.m. and the sun is still shining, mm. which, you know, whenever the South Africans come to work on the boats here, they always get such a fright to see you, you kind of get two days for the price of one. Yes. Um, which, is, which is amazing. And, and the humidity does not let up at 11 o'clock at night. You know, everybody's walking on the beach trying to, cool trying to get some air. Yeah, yeah. It's really beautiful here. What they do is on the summer solstice night, 
they have Fête de la Musique. Mm -hmm. And what it is, is a cultural minister decided that it would be an opportunity, this is, I don't know, 20 years ago, uh, an opportunity for musicians who can't afford to, to rent out a place yeah. and for audiences who can't afford to go to places to make this night a free night. So any musician anywhere in France is allowed to perform basically wherever they want, except because everybody wants to. Now you do have to book, mm. but you don't have to pay. And you have people singing on fountains, in squares, in bars, like wherever. And I mean, you would think there was no COVID. The place is just like humping, like the mm. streets in the in the bars. Um, it's just party, party, party night. It's really beautiful. It's such a celebration of summer. But yeah, I just learned that, you know, summer solstice, you think because it's the longest day, it's the middle of summer. But it's got no. nothing to do with that. So No, it's like the winter solstice is the beginning of winter here in South Africa. And everybody's like, oh, it's a downhill slide to summer now. No, it's not. It just means it's going to get colder for a long time now. <laughs> We're only in June. We've got to get through to September. <laughs> uh, you'll make it. We will. Of course we will. Okay, so what other news have you got for our expats? Well, there was a... a a lovely woman in Scotland at the BBC Cardiff Singer of the World competition mm -hmm. who made South Africa very proud by winning the song prize, which is a big deal. Her name's Masabana Cecilia Rangwanawasha, I think. You've forgotten your Zulu, have you? <laughs> <laughs> yes, but Yebo. Um, she is phenomenal. Uh, I, I watched all her videos. You know, she sang in different languages mm. and she just, it was unanimous. She wowed, she wowed the judges. So very chuffed at that. And then just, you know, for, for, people moving back to South Africa, for expats moving back to South Africa, it seems that one of the big questions is what to do about medical insurance once you get to South Africa, because sometimes the international cover is no longer working. So we had quite a big thing about that on Facebook, if anybody wants to look up answers. A lot of people said it was really useful. Lots of people back home giving advice now that they've moved back, because there are always people moving back, which is fabulous. What else have we got? We've got the Tour de France coming mm. up, which um, starts which on love. Saturday. And seeing as I'm so going to be demand. stuck in the house, I'm definitely, I mean, the, the, one of the two things that I absolutely do not miss when it comes to sporting events are the Dakar and the yeah. Tour de France, mainly because I love the mellifluous tones of dear Phil Liggett and because <laughs> the countryside, watching them going through all of the beautiful scenery, oh, forget about amazing. who's winning or anything. I just love getting into a complete zone watching it. So very envious. Exactly. <laughs> it's like watching a travel show. Mm. And, and, and this year there's, uh, I mean, there's another South African cyclist who's often in the Tour de France, but this year for the very first time, there's a, a young 24 year old who just got told this week that he's made the cut and that's Stefan de Bod. So good luck to him. I, I think he kind of lives in Spain, him and his wife, Spain and Stellenbosch at the moment. Mm. So um, he said it's a dream come true. So That's lovely. One to watch, definitely. Our South African cyclists are really, really good, I must say. And the cycling tracks in South Africa are really, really good. Yeah. Like in the Western Cape, there's some amazing cycling trails for anybody well, traveling. Look, I mean, 
we have we have two things which are really awesome here in South Africa, of course, is the um, the Freedom Challenge, which is where the guys <laughs> go on their bicycles through Lesotho all the way through, I think, the Eastern Cape. At the end, they get a blanket and a piece of pizza, <laughs> which is my favorite thing. <laughs> and then, of course, I mean, we have all of those huge, big mountain bike races, which hopefully we'll be able to get back again soon because um, yeah. with all the lockdowns and everything, you know, it's a bit difficult. You know what else South Africa has, which I mean most of the world has, but South Africa is very proud of their humor. And I have loved watching in the last 24 hours, you know, as we were all getting gripped with this whole Gauteng being on fire, basically, with the COVID mm. cases. And then along came the wonderful humorous distraction of um, President Ramaphosa's iPad being stolen. Did you see that? No. Really? <laughs> he, yeah, he was, uh, you know, about to deliver a speech yesterday and he had given his iPad to someone or someone had taken it. And instead of, you know, just talking off the cuff, he just stood there and went on and on about, but he was joking, you know, somebody's stolen my iPad, my iPad has been possessed, etc., etc. <laughs> and um, we'll have later today, there are some incredible memes that have come out of it and everybody talking about where is the, the stolen iPad and it's of course possessed. Zoom has got it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, it was really good. Okay, what good news have we got? You've got lots of good news happening in South Africa this week. I, I don't know if you saw the coolest city, uh, coolest streets in the world. Yeah. Time Out announced. So this is the first time Time Out have gone. You know, normally they'll do the neighborhoods and yeah. um, Melville has won that before. But now they've honed it in on the actual streets to go to. Yeah. And two streets in South Africa came up. Um, 47,000 people voted on these streets. So it's pretty cool. The number 12 is uh, 7th Street in Melville. Okay. Which you must know very yeah, well. No, very well. I, I yeah. even remember <laughs> it. <laughs> very cool street. And then also Main, Main Road in Kalk Bay. Oh, I that, love Kalk Bay. That came in a, at number 22. Okay. So, and I'm sure next year it'll do even better because it just seems to be improving all the time. Mm. So that was really cool. And, and if you're traveling, the, the number one coolest street in the world, apparently, is Smith Street in Melbourne, in Australia. And number three was South Bank in London, which I do agree with. It is, it is nice there. Well, I didn't go to Smith Street in Melbourne when I was there, unfortunately. Or I might have done. I don't remember. I just remember oh, it was good cold. reason to go back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that can happen even in summer there. Yeah. And then you've also got Cape Town was named a finalist in the Bloomberg Mayors Challenge. And that's for the innovative way that Cape Town has responded to the pandemic. Mm -hmm. You know, the things that the city's come up with and how it's coping and this whole competition. So it was named in the top 50. So now it goes forward to the next stage and we hope Cape Town wins. But um, the whole point of it is to inspire other cities around the world to replicate what cities like Cape Town are doing. So wouldn't it be nice if Johannesburg would do that? I know. <laughs> I know, but you know, there's such a political problem there. It's like, Joburg will do the opposite, probably. And then just one of South Africa's neighbors, I don't know if you saw that Botswana discovered the third largest diamond no, in I the world. I didn't see that. Yes. So it's over a thousand carats. I think it's 1,098. And the government of Botswana invests in the mines. So I think it gets shared half-half, the, mm. the, 
the value of it, which is really nice because it means that the money goes back into the country. Which is great. And talking about diamonds, cool. what happened with that story we were talking about last week with all the people in Ladysmith going after the diamond rush there? Oh, I know, shame. It turned out to be quartz crystal, which we had <laughs> suspected, yeah. Um, so they did, they did all the analysis studies, blah, blah, blah. But one of the good things that's come out of it is that it kind of put a spotlight on that area mm-hmm. and made the authorities realize, like many parts of the country, that there's no running water there, no electricity, yeah. the roads are just awful. You know, people couldn't hardly access the area. And so they're going to make a concerted effort. There's now a report that's been done on what solutions need to happen, and this is going to be followed up. So, you know, that's good. That's, that's as good as finding diamonds because now the whole area will benefit. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like there's one town in Northern Cape where Gift of the Givers, I think, are going in now to go and help them um, because almost the entire town has COVID and they just don't have a lot of stuff coming in, which is really... So, I mean, for for a lot of us, we believe that Gift of the Givers, I mean, that organization really deserves a Nobel Prize, I'm telling you, if they're going to do it. Absolutely. At the moment, they're going in with full PPE and getting water and oxygen to Gauteng at the moment. Um, yeah, they're also delivering food parcels and everything, uh, everything that they possibly can to Kliprant. It's a, a rural town of 65 homes and 205 inhabitants, which is four hours drive from Cape Town. Um, so, I mean, the entire town is in, in quarantine, which is just like really completely mad. If you think about it. Oh, shame. But thank goodness for gift of the givers. Yeah. If anybody wants to support a really good organization, please put money into that. Okay, yeah. I'll talk about um, sport and international. I was just thinking about um, when are the Olympics happening? Are they happening? They are happening, aren't they? They are <laughs> happening, but without but without um, any international mm. spectators. Mm. Well, we'll all watch on TV. So I don't know how it's going to feel for the athletes. Like, you know, how much how much the cheering makes you go that little bit faster. Mm. It's a bit sad, but at least it's happening. And um, Wade Fanikirk um, qualified on Saturday in mm. Madrid. Unfortunately, Costa Semenya did not. Didn't? She, okay. No, she came fourth and her time was not good enough either. So, so she's, she's had a bit of, of, as you know, a real challenge in the past mm. year. And um, I know some people on social media at the moment this week are sort of fighting for her. Mm. But... It doesn't look promising. I think I think that you had to qualify before the 29th of June. And as far as I know, her next race is on the 30th of June. Uh, well, these things happen, unfortunately. That's the thing about being an athlete. Um, exactly. Your only is as good as your best day, honestly. Yeah. And if your body lets you down on a day, that's how it works, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shame, man. I feel really sorry for her. Uh, but go, also, going back, follow on on a story. The ten visa ten. Oh shame! <laughs> yes, it's it's still a little confusing. So definitely, there were no ten babies, mm. and the husband or the father of the alleged babies has admitted that he, you know, never saw them, wasn't in the hospital, and just believed what the mother was telling him. The mother has sadly been admitted into a a psychiatric ward, and I think against her will, but I'm, I'm not 100% sure. That was the last report. And the editor of the Pretoria News, who publicized the whole story, still says that the mother did give birth to at least one baby. <laughs> well, there's a big more. difference between one and ten. Come on. I know. <laughs> <laughs> 
So um, we're still waiting to, to hear more on that. Mm. Okay. But yeah, that's a very sad story. It is one of those, oh, yeah, shaman. Anyway, so. Oh, and how about the penguins? I, I saw your message on Penguin Town. Oh, I'm loving Penguin Town. Their babies. Oh. I'm so upset about Mrs. Bougainvillea. Oh, I know. And, and I get, I get so cross. I want to go in there and go and smack the car park gang okay. up around the ears. Really horrible little things. <laughs> nasty, nasty, you're, nasty. <laughs> you're giving a lot of spoilers though, but it, it's, I know, yeah, but it's, it's, but it's a, worth it. <laughs> it is. It is. It's really worth watching. And, and today they've just announced on Netflix as well that there's going to be the first ever African reality. I know how much you love reality TV. <laughs> African reality series. It's, I think it only comes next year, 2022. But mm. of course, they start the filming now. And it's basically called Young, Famous and African. And it's following famous or, or celebrities. I don't know how famous they are, but celebrities in South Africa, Nigeria and East Africa. So I don't know, there's eight to ten of them and they'll be following their lives. They all kind of know each other. So... It sounds like a housewives, but these aren't housewives. But you know what I mean? I know. I don't watch any of those things, I'm afraid to say. The most reality I, I watch is occasionally Survivor and definitely um, The Amazing Race. That's it. Oh, I love that. I love it. But Penguin Town is a reality series in a oh. way as well. No, but no, come on. It's not really. Come on. <laughs> it's beautifully shot. I mean, the whole thing is absolutely gorgeous. Um, yeah. I'm really loving it. And I'm, I'm so happy to know that Netflix got on board with this whole thing and, and that I actually kind of know the people who put it together, which is fantastic. And I'm, I'm so happy with their, their program. I know, totally. And, you know, I also saw this week that there's some extra footage on um, the octopus, octopus teacher. teacher. Yeah. Yeah, with his wife. Yeah. But I didn't know he had a wife, so that was pretty cool to watch. <laughs> He has a son. There's a possibility that there may be a wife involved somewhere. <laughs> anyway, true. okay, so um, what else have you got before we wrap it up? Um, well, just if you are a footy fan, the Euro is showing on Showmax Pro. So yeah. don't miss that. It really, I'm not normally a fan, but it's been really good this season. This, yeah, this year. Um, lots happening. And then coming up, we have how to help the police get more canine dogs. Mm. A lot of people who do help find it really fulfilling. And, you know, you get to visit and, mm. and, and it's, it's a good cause and it, it helps I, keep I South Africa question. safer. Yes. Are dogs anything else but canine? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this okay. is true. And then we've got a Hilton teacher who's walking 500 kilometers to raise funds for two little children who lost their parents. Aww. So, yeah, a lovely teacher who himself was once an impoverished little child and is now, you know, a teacher at one of South Africa's greatest schools. So, okay. inspiring story. Okay, well. People can check that out, obviously, on sapeople.com or go to the Facebook page and find the stories there. Yes, please. Okay. Well, <laughs> Jenny, please. <laughs> yeah, everybody, send stories, good good news stories, okay? And if any of you are um, suffering from this horrible malaise, which is catching so many of us, please do take care. If you aren't sick, stay home, okay? Stay home, stay safe, stay sanitized. And Jenny, take care where you are as well. We will speak to you again next week. Okay, get better soon. Thank you, Bye. Bye-bye.
You've been listening to another production from Solid Gold Podcasts.